Welcome to this week's roundup of our small holding life, warts and all. It's nearly half past eight in the evening and uh, I've been working outside. Um, to be fair, I've been a bit busy today with other things, but um, so I've come out this, this evening to try and get a bit of picking done and everything else. This is the time of year when I start to really get a bit overwhelmed with it and this is the time of year when there are not enough hours in the day or there are, I haven't got enough hands um, could do with being an octopus or cloning myself really is there's a lot to do and because of the rain we've had there's the weeds are nearly as tall as some of the plants you know it's um it's it's really is that manic at the minute because you just can't get out and do the weeding because it's it's been raining and it, and that you know I'm having to pick a lot so that's a priority um I've done it this done some of it this evening because normally I do it in the mornings but um I'm sort of trying to give myself a head start I've got the washing on already tonight and I'm done a bit of picking because I'm trying to get a bit of a head start and uh because it's probably all about to go manic I, you know everything is starting to come along I say starting I there is a lot already that that is um pick you know I'm picking and the onions and the garlic and the shallots are still... I pulled those and they're still sat there waiting for me to do something with them. They won't, it won't hurt. I've got them under cover and they're drying off. But um, it, always at the back of my mind, there's that job to be done as well at some point. Um, yeah, as I said, there's... You know, I've, I've picked tonight, I've picked beetroot, peas, strawberries, raspberries... Um, what else broad beans uh so i've picked that tonight and it's you know it take it takes a while especially things like peas you know you've got to pick, pick each pod individually and each raspberry individually take takes a while um hopefully i've picked enough soft fruit to probably and i'll probably make some mixed jam with that uh stock up on a bit of jam because we really only got one pot left that i made strawberry jam the other the other week um John watched me make jam one day and he said, oh, there's a lot to it, isn't there? I said, yeah, there, there is a lot to it. It has taken quite a while, which is why you should not be eating it like it's a 79p jar from the corner shop, really. And I think a lot of people, if they knew how long things took to grow, they wouldn't waste a lot of food. You know, as I said, for instance, my onions, they've been in the ground since last autumn. Um, that's eight months of growing nearly, Uh so next time you have that half an onion and you think you don't know what to do with it, don't chuck it in the bin. Uh, chop it up and freeze it and use it sometime else because, you know, things take a long time to grow. They take a long time to get to maturity and uh, you, you don't want to be wasting them. And that's exactly what I I will be doing. I don't, I don't like to waste anything. I'll try to process everything. But, of course, if I pick it tonight now, I've then now got to go in and sort it all and either make sure it's... Uh, and make sure the peas are bodded and put in the freeze, open froze, and the, the strawberries are perhaps... I mean, I'm not going to make jam tonight, but I'll probably go in and sort them out and put them in the fridge and make the jam tomorrow morning at some point. So, uh, so yeah, that's a, a little bit of what I've been doing this evening. But I, I'm kind of thinking I'm going to set the alarm for about 5 o'clock tomorrow morning, try and get out here early and really get a head start on some of it because uh as i say this time of year i 
I kind of feel a little bit overwhelmed with it all and the tendency is just to come out, stand and look at it and then walk away again because it's just like, oh, God, I don't even know where to start. Um, but always start with the picking, always start with the picking. But then that's a knock-on job because you start with the picking then you've got to go indoors and sort it all out and uh, everything else. So, so, yeah, that's what I've been doing tonight. I'll briefly go over some other things because obviously while I'm, while I'm out here doing that, John's not been idle. He's uh, he's cut the grass in in the garden, so we've got a, a piece of lawn in the garden which he's cut, and um, he's done the washing up, which is great because I always say one day the washing up fairies will come, and tonight they have, which is marvellous. Um, quick update on the cat also. Cat's fine. Uh, I I often refer to the cat uh, as the cat. We haven't got three cats, so in case you're wondering, well, how can that cat be out? you know making the birds alarm call when that cat was supposed to be in a in a cage that's because we've got three cats we've got jack which i call boy cat usually um he's the one that's obviously been to the vet we've got jill who's girl cat this is this is dead original isn't it um so we've got jack and jill uh she's actually she's had kittens <laughs> Um, we never see any other cats ever, and I mean ever here, uh, until we bring a female cat that suddenly, you know, that's come into season, and then all of a sudden this tabby cat appears. Anyway, this tabby cat has got to her, and she's had four kittens, and they are four weeks old at the minute, so that's another thing I'm having to do each day, is, is uh, make sure they're all right all the time, and make sure she's well fed. Um, so yeah, and we, then we've got Diesel, which I... I think I talked about in one of the podcasts, he lives in, in the feed room. The other two live in the uh, boot room at the back there um, at the minute. So, yeah, um, Samantha came over earlier with the twins because I look after those while Mia goes swimming on a Thursday. And when she, after she came back, she went out and sorted out uh, the field for the horses, moved the electric, so I didn't have to do that. And I won't have to do that tomorrow morning, which is good, although it looks like they've eaten a lot of that off already. So he probably Jack has to probably still be calling in the morning. Um, yeah, and uh, the other thing we uh, we've been discussing about is um, is getting some uh, parasitic, uh, why parasitic? They're mites anyway. Basically, when you have poultry, you generally have red mite at some stage or other. And uh, this year, you know, well, every year come this time of year, the red mite are absolutely. Um, they're teaming and it's horrendous and you try really hard to keep the numbers down because they obviously can affect the the chickens they come out at night they hide in little tiny crevices they come out at night and they basically are little vampires and they suck the blood from the chickens which obviously reduces the chickens um capacity to lay uh, and everything else and it's not nice for the chickens we try all kinds of things um there are, we put grease on the poles uh, we have something called diatomaceous earth which we we use i don't even know if i said that properly but that's what i call it uh, we have like uh, red mite barrier powder um and we use things like uh, jay's fluids diluted uh things like that but it's <laughs> You can't ever eradicate them because the wild birds are bringing them in as well. So the idea is just to try and keep them down. However, I've just learned about these these other predatory mites. That's what they're called. Predatory mites that you can put in and they will eat the red mite. So um, quite expensive, but we're gonna, I'm going to probably go in and order some of those 
um, see how we get on with those. So that'll be that'll be interesting. I've also tonight had to uh, spray the peppers in the greenhouse because they're just starting to get a bit of white fly and green fly on them. They've done well up to now because you know normally it's they're smothered. But um, so I and I use neem oil, um, and I'll spray spray all the peppers and that with neem oil you'll you'll notice that we we don't use um chemicals at all so uh, i'll talk about that in probably one of the monday podcasts but uh, we try we tend not to use chemicals wherever possible um or at least the, the you know not not chemicals that are going to really do too much harm to the environment or or anything any living thing um apart from the red mite uh, which we need to get rid of because that's not very nice for the birds. So yeah, that's uh, that, that, those are other things that are that are going on at the minute. So it's uh, seven forty-five, Friday morning. I was going to get up early. I didn't. Um, I was up at uh, probably about quarter past six. So, but I was going to get up a lot earlier than that, but I didn't in the end. Um, when I first came out here this morning, it was totally quiet it was absolutely lovely apart from the birds singing um it, i can now hear the the noise of humans moving around so i can hear cars and i can hear a, some sort of farm uh vehicle over the back there but apart from that it's it's fairly quiet sun is trying to come out from behind the clouds at the minute and uh, i'm sat out here with my cup of tea and in the minute i'm going to go around and snip down a few of the flower heads that are going over to try and encourage more more flowers for about 10 years um we didn't i didn't grow flowers i just grew vegetables and fruit so i didn't grow any flowers really well a few but you know marigolds and things like that but not very many um so about four or five years ago i started putting a few bits in the garden area making a nice seating area with with a few bits of flowers but not not very much and then two years ago um and, and most of that was because there wasn't there wasn't really anywhere to put flowers if you if you see because it was a a working yard really so and uh, now that's all sort of um gone we've slowed all that down so uh, about two years ago i started making plans to put in huge um raised beds in the front area which is which was just gravel before it was gravel and a, a fence and that was it um and some nut trees at the side and obviously like field hedges to one side so i started making these plans and i started growing things and buying things and dividing things and everything else and um it, that was the first year i grew uh, grew a lot of things from seed um divided a lot of things potted things up and so now I'm sat here uh, sitting on one of my side of my raised beds and I have these two huge, well three actually, huge beds that are packed with flowers and it's um, absolutely lovely to see them. Pinks and oranges and reds and whites and just, you know, everything. It's, it's glorious. Yellows. Um, and each each of the beds I've given tried to give a distinct different character to. So one of the beds is definitely a a cottage garden theme. Um, the other bed is uh, is this 
late a later a summer flower bed i suppose uh, with a mixture of lots of different summer flowers and some flowering bulbs and then that one will spread into late summer as well because that's right that's right in front of the house the other bed i've got is a bed um full of flowering shrubs so that hopefully will mature nicely into a flowering shrub area with underlying planting under that um of of uh like try to create like a mini woodland if you like with with the shrubs and so underneath those we'll be growing um foxgloves and uh, loving a mist uh, the poppies have self-seeded everywhere which i've you know just left them to go as well so it's it's looking it's looking really really lovely and yeah this morning i'm just for about half an hour or so i'm going to um take my snippers and just snip off dead heads of the lupins and things like that to encourage more more flowers to grow so that's what I'm going to be doing for the next hour or so we never got around to doing the the cage again last night and I still haven't got any paint to paint the kitchen uh, but uh, all these things will get done in good time hopefully <laughs> it's quite funny I'm, I'm just sat here I've just been harvesting some um cutting some lavender um i grow about six or seven bushes i think one i think i parted eight but one died uh i grow lavender so i can harvest it and dry it and uh, and sell bunches of it and it's amazing how many uses lavender has even in cooking um but i'm sat here uh just um tying up bunches and uh the t there's two cats in the garden one is diesel and the other one is jack now Jack normally never has anything to do with Diesel at all. Um, but he's following him around at the minute like his shadow. Almost as to say, we're brothers without testicles. <laughs> because he's never really had anything. Diesel is not amused, I'll have to say. Diesel is a solitary cat. Has been for a few years since his old mate died. And uh, he, he just gives him a complete look of disdain and wanders off. But Jack keeps following him everywhere. Um which is quite sweet hopefully eventually they will make friends i must just tell you this little story about an observation i made yesterday which uh uh you know is a good is a good thing to remember in life i suppose really um started off with me putting down the fly nets uh, over the door uh, i've got a stable door and i like it half open i like the air coming in and um I've put uh, so I have a fly net that goes down the front. Everybody gets flies in the summer, but we have uh, a lot of poop around here, so we probably have a lot more flies than anybody else. So I kind of put these down so that the flies can't get in and and uh, you know just take over the house really. But you know sometimes they do get in, obviously. Um, and uh, the observation I made yesterday because I had um, as I said I had the twins. And uh, Mia also came back after swimming. And um, <laughs> there were flies flying around in the kitchen, which Lucy found absolutely hilarious. She was laughing her head off at these flies flying around in the kitchen. And then uh, Mia came in on a separate thing. She said, oh, oh, flies, get them out, get them out. Get them. And it just just occurred to me how people see things so totally different what somebody will find absolute joy in one thing will totally repulse somebody else you know and they they won't like it at all and um 
you know that that's 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 what makes us human really we're we're a very diverse species and that that's good but it's uh it did make me laugh and it you know was an observation I made and I thought you know could be the same for my podcast you know you might absolutely love it um or you might absolutely hate it and and both is fine you know either way um but yeah that it just uh I thought I'd tell you that little story Uh, Saturday morning, I'm actually sitting in the kitchen recording this because I the cat will not leave me alone. The cat, that cat being Diesel, it, it, it just won't leave me alone when I'm outside at the minute. So, uh, it's just getting really annoying. He's sitting outside the door, and every time I come out, he's following me. I went in the greenhouse, shut the door. He sat by the greenhouse door, and you know how cats say they do that thing where they walk in front of you and they just suddenly roll down, you know, lie down, roll over, and you're going to almost squish them or trip over them or something. Well, that's diesel today for some reason. So I thought I'd do this indoors. It's going to be a lot easier. Um, last night, um, we worked till late, uh, till it was dark, till we couldn't see anymore, trying to get the, um, the run-up for the hens, which pretty much is up. It's got all the wire on. We've attached most of it. Uh, I've, we've just got to knit some of the wire together a little bit. Um, and that's about it. And John's let the chickens out into that day. And we will probably, at some point today, uh, have a little practice run where we go out and we can leave the chickens and we're not worried that they're going to get by the fox. I mean, it's not entirely fox-proof. I, I wouldn't leave it for hours and hours. But um, it will do. It will be a deterrent for any daytime raiders. Uh, what else have I been doing? I have absolutely loads planned to do today. Uh, John shot off early this morning down to the timber merchant to get some bits and pieces to, so I can carry on decorating. Um, and he's now gone off because he has to pick up his suit um, for our youngest daughter's wedding, which is later on in the year. And meanwhile, I have um, done the shopping list ready. I have made jam and I have bottled the jam. I've been out to let the ducks out because they have to... Uh, get let out a bit later, pick up the eggs from them, onto the field to give the horses a bit more grass. Um, while I was out there, I discovered there was uh, a bit of ragwort, so I had to pull that. Um, ragwort is something you get, you can, as a landowner, get fined, I think it's something like a £1,000 for, uh, if you leave that growing, although you will notice it all on the sides of every road, uh, and the council doesn't seem to do much about there, so uh, kind of one rule for one, one for the other. Um, then on the way back, I noticed that the electric uh, clip had broken, so I had to fix that. And uh, I, thought, I thought I'd just check that the electric's plugged in, and lo and behold, no, it's not. So uh, I had to sort that out as well. On the agenda today were um, quite a few jobs, as John's not here. I wanted to get the kitchen ready. Uh, to prepare for painting so clean down all the walls um got some floor tiles to grout still uh you know generally get everything ready for that uh, though we still haven't got the paint yet and uh i wanted also to um get the house hoovered and polished because i haven't done that for a week and i need to do that uh, as i said i still need to go outside and get the the net sort of knitted together 
where we had we didn't get around to doing that last night. I've been out to water the greenhouse, uh, check that over. I haven't done the polytunnel yet, and I haven't fed the guinea pigs yet either. But I have got the washing on, um, and I have sorted the eggs and I have put the rubbish out. All <laughs> that sort of thing. It's manic. However, <laughs> I'm probably not going to get a lot of that done today because I had a message from Samantha um, to see if I'm in and she wants to bring the twins over. And in my house, everything stops for grandchildren. And I mean everything stops for grandchildren because grandchildren are precious things and they are only young, you know, young enough to want to be at Nana's for a short time. And so... I've always said, right, you know, right from our very first, everything stops, uh, you know, unless it's critical, unless you're in the middle of something absolutely dire that can't stop, but everything stops for grandchildren. And so today, I'll, before she comes over now, I'll try and nip round and just get the few things done that um, that I can in, in that time and that need doing, like the, the, the uh, guinea pigs and the tortoises fed. And... Uh, yeah, and then we'll have a happy couple of hours of carnage, I expect. <laughs> Early Saturday evening and we finally managed to go and get some paint. But we didn't get much else to have to say. Because uh, Sam came with the twins and John came home. And uh, when they left, we went to get the paint. And um, when we came back... And we sat down for 10 minutes, as you do. And uh, I promptly fell asleep for nearly an hour. So tired, I think the sun had got to me yesterday. Um, uh, John woke up before me and went off and did the animals. But uh, So, yeah, I haven't got any any further forward with anything today, um, which is sometimes how it goes. So what we'll do now is just, uh, once we've had dinner, they... I'm going to either, if I feel up to going out and doing something in the evening or if I've got any time left because my sister's coming over later, uh, I'll either do something later or I will regroup and uh, start with uh, new intentions tomorrow. I'll apologise in advance for um, some, of the, some of the references in the small holding roundups that you will probably wonder what on earth is she talking about. But it, the actual, the Monday podcast, I've actually, I think I've got about three um, that are already recorded and ready to go, but obviously I release them every Monday. So in some of those, I, I make reference to certain things. and um, But then I'm aware that I've, since then, I've decided to do these roundups. And so... Sometimes you, I'll make reference to something and you'll think, oh, oh, I don't know what she's talking about. But uh, eventually, if you listen to the, um, the Monday episodes, uh, you know, eventually you'll, you'll uh, understand um, what I'm talking about. I, I couldn't work out really any other way to do it unless I just release all the things, that, all the stuff that I've done already in quick succession, which I could do. Uh, let me know what you think, if you think that might be a good way. Or... Um, you know, I'll try not to. Uh, well, once the, I think there's there are three more, three more episodes that will give you a whole idea of, um, you know, the entirety of who we are and what we are, and uh, so yeah. So the, the three more episodes which will make reference to certain key things um, about us or in our life or about the farm.
Uh, so if, if I make reference to those in, in the roundups, um, I don't really understand what I'm talking about. Well, I apologise in advance because uh, eventually you, you will uh, understand what I'm talking about. So it's half past eight, Sunday morning. I've already been picking for an hour and a half now. Been picking uh, broad beans, peas, a few mange too. Mange too have been a bit funny this year. They've just gone uh, all tendrils and not a lot of mange too. Normally I'm picking that till it comes out of my ears, but I've hardly had well, two or three pickings really so far. But I can see some flowers now beginning to appear they've obviously not liked this weather um i've picked courgettes and i've picked some red currants and some raspberries i was going to pick the black currants but there's still a lot of dew on them already at the minute which is um is not normal for this time of year so i'm gonna have to wait until they dry in the sun because if i pick them while they're damp they're not gonna they're not gonna sit very well even for a day so um yeah and i've got strawberries to pick. Oh, I'll pick peppers cucumbers um as well uh, and I've also cut back all the uh leaves at the bottom of the tomatoes plants so that they've got some light oh, I'll pick some um dwarf french beans uh and I've been checking checking a few other things see if they're ready I'm gonna have a look at the potatoes I'm gonna peel some carrots um uh, yeah, just just uh, picking. So I still got, still probably got another. Well, I've probably got another half an hour at least doing the few bits I want to get done, and then I'm going to have to come out and pick um, black currants, soft fruits, and that later when it's uh, when the sun's dried it off a little bit, hopefully. So yeah, so that's the day. So at least I'm, and that wasn't even on my list of things to do today. So um, the list's getting longer. <laughs> It's the morning after, the night before, and uh, we lost the football. But uh, today's another day, and I am stood here watching a green woodpecker pecking away in my lawn. I haven't seen a green woodpecker for a couple of years now, which is probably not a surprise because they're mostly ground feeders, unlike the, the spotted woodpeckers that you will see flying around um, up in the tree. They mostly stick to the headline, so I'm quite chuffed this morning. Have seen that it's just flown off now but i thought i'd tell you that i'll tell you a funny story about the green woodpecker it was um had me in absolute stitches uh when we first came here um and we had D diesel and uh, felix the cats and uh felix was pretty good at um catching e something big even like a pheasant he would often um, bring a pheasant back and be sat munching on that but um, one day John came in and he said oh you, you better come and have a look at this I found a parrot in the tack room and I'm like well, okay <laughs> so I went out there and uh, I, I looked at it and I absolutely roared with laughter I said it's a green woodpecker John it's not it's not a parrot I don't know how on earth the cat caught it but it was um it was absolutely hilarious. It's not a parrot, it's a green woodpecker. It's Monday morning and uh, it's been another wet night, which is really getting a bit monotonous now because it, I need to sort of try and pick some soft fruit because it's 
<laughs> it's not doing very well because it gets wet all the time, so um, which is a bit of a shame. <sighs> Everything's damp, it's grey, it's overcast, and uh, not really. I don't think I'm going to do anything on the garden because it's wet, but I am aware that I need to get these the soft fruit picked, really. Otherwise, it's just going to go to waste. It's just going to go... But I keep waiting for it to dry off, and we never get to that stage at the minute. So um, it's perhaps not going to be a good year for that. But then I have autumn fruit and raspberries, so I will wait for those later. I mean, we've had a fair amount of strawberries already, so not too worried the blueberries are just on the turn of the colour um the black currants i really want to get in pick but again they hang in big clumps and so there's there's you know they're wet so i don't want to do that when they're wet um so wait until hopefully it won't rain anymore today and i might be able to get out to do it later on uh, i've got the farrier coming today to do the pedicures on the horses um so I've got that to sort out. Still haven't got it much further with painting the kitchen. Won't get that today because Farrier's come in in the middle of the day and it's already uh, 20 to 10. Been out and um, moved the horse fencing and stuff. So I won't get any more of that done today, although we have now finished. We finished off yesterday afternoon the, the run for the chickens. So um, when I put that out... You know, when I think I've got to go out, I will leave the chickens in there. And it's not going to be fox-proof entirely. I mean, if a fox is determined to get in, he will. But what it will do is um, stop a daytime marauder just nipping into the paddock and picking them off, hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, we're getting short of eggs, really, now. The, the eggs, are, egg numbers have gone right down, so, you know, we're hardly putting anything out at the minute which is not what I want really but it just gets to a stage where you just you know you can't you can't keep doing it it's it's um it's it just brings you down you can't you can't do it anymore having said that we, sometimes we get to that stage and think oh we'll, we'll just get a few more chickens um but we'll see we're kind of getting you know each time we say it more and more um, you know, we're definitely not going to do it. We're definitely not going to do it each time. We'll see. We'll see. So I'm standing here in the field, in the paddock. Um, I went to get the horses out. Jack bust straight through um, and was wellying around the yard for a little bit. Now he's, I managed to corner him into this big paddock, but it's full of grass. You can hear him right next to me. He's not letting me catch him. <laughs> He's uh, running around and calling to Biscuit, who's like, nicely tied up. He's right close to me, so I've got a piece of apple here. So when he calms down, um, I hopefully will be able to catch him. I did leave enough time. He's not used to being caught anymore because they're uh, just usually out in the field and that's that. And uh, yeah, I've got 20 minutes till the ferry arrives. So I'm kind of hoping that he will calm down by then and... Uh, let me uh, put his head collar on and take him, take him out to get his feet done. I'll let you know. I managed to catch Jack. Um, in between, I went back to see 
biscuit who'd managed to get a leg wrapped around a lead rope. How she managed to do that, I don't know. But um, I suppose what you do with Jack is you leave the field, you go back to Biscuit. He wonders what's going on because Biscuit's not in the field with him. So when you come back again, I tend to turn my back on him and he then... Um, he then will think, oh, there must be something really interesting going on where she's been. I'll, I'll stand here and let her catch me. Um, and then I give him half an apple because he's not getting it beforehand because he'll just welly off again. <laughs> so, oh, my days. Just in time because the farrier's just arrived. Almost seven o'clock Tuesday morning and I've already been up for two hours working. Um, I have been, yesterday we, uh, I did a lot of the, um, filling in the kitchen and trying to get that ready for painting and hopefully I'm going to get a coat of paint on that later today, get that job started so it's nearly done. Then in the evening, we spent in the evening till late, Samantha came over and we moved all the fence in for the horses, it's around the perimeter of the paddock. So then I've got the rest of the paddock and uh, the plan is because um, it's supposed to warm up quite significantly the last three days of this week they will probably go out onto the grass, the more grass um, at the weekend just, just for a weekend just to eat some of it off. We've got too much grass really here at the minute <laughs> and uh, trying to, well hopefully my side will arrive today and um, not that I'm going to side the paddocks because I'm not, but we need to work out how to, uh, what to do. Try maybe hire a topper, top it, so because it's just going to keep growing and then it'll rain later in the year and then it'll fall over. So if we top it now, we might we'll get some more flush growth in September, and then leave it standing for the horses for the winter. Uh, so this morning I have been out here. Really, what I'm trying to do today is just spread myself about a bit for an hour doing different things. That's the plan. <laughs> um, so this morning I've done, I sorted out a few of my onions that I've been um, curing, if you like. Uh, I've done a bit of hoeing, a bit of picking. Uh, I need to remember to go in and feed the animals because I'm not going to feed them, at, you know, the dogs and the cats. I'm not going to feed them at five o'clock in the morning, but I do need to feed them about half seven. So I need to remember to go in and do that. And I still... <laughs> when I woke up this morning, I thought, oh, it's going to be a lovely day. It was a lovely blue sky. Um, about 10 to 5, it was blue sky everywhere. Uh, it's now come over overcast again, and it feels damp in the air again. So I'm uh, not sure if we're going to get rain at some point. Now. And, uh, but actually, everything looks a bit quite dry this morning. So we haven't had a, sort of that heavy dew overnight, so I might um, use the next half an hour to whip round and pick as much soft fruit as I can I think that will be the plan actually uh, quick change of plan because uh, listening to myself saying that out loud I thought well that's stupid Dawn um, if it's going to be hot the rest of the week uh, might as well be indoors doing the painting um, if it's going to be too hot so uh, what I'll probably do is carry on outside here today um see if i can get a really good day in and uh knock some of this on the head
that's the change of plan. Unless it starts raining, of course, and then be game over anyway. Right, well, it did start to rain. <laughs> um, it was only a drizzle to start with. So I thought, oh, I'll carry on working in it. And actually, I spent quite a nice half an hour in the fruit cage hacking stuff down. I say hacking. I've got um, two big black currant bushes in there. One, this is the second year, it hasn't performed very well and it's looked sick. So even though it's got black currants on, um, and not very many, it's sort of sparse and they're a bit shriveled, I've cut it right back down uh, to the ground. The other one it looks beautiful. I don't know what's wrong with this one, but I thought if I cut it right back down might be able to reintroduce a bit of vigor into it for next well not next year it won't it won't fruit next year it'll be the following year um so that was the first one and of course once I start hacking stuff down I think oh this is good I'll do a bit more so the second one is a I've got a kiwi vine it's supposed to be self-fertile it's never produced a kiwi it had the beginnings of a flower this year but that fell off so um I don't know why I keep growing it, <laughs> to be honest, because it's not producing anything. It obviously, doesn't either doesn't like it there, or I'm not doing something right with it. So, I've it, it's like a triffid at the minute. So I've cut it right back, um, and what I think I might do is dig it out and get something in there, because it takes up quite a bit of space. Takes up, put something in there that's going to actually be more productive, um, more useful than than hope hoping that this is going to produce kiwis is clearly not going to uh, you know I, I might dig it up put it in a pot stick it in the polytunnel see what happens keep it keep it low or I don't know just plant it somewhere else and let it take off but um yeah so that's what I'm doing and then I got too wet so I thought right that's enough of a soaking now I'll, I'll go in have a cup of coffee I'm sat in the kitchen 20 to 5 on Tuesday um, my scythe arrived so I put all that together but black clouds came over and we had a downpour so this afternoon I've been in the kitchen um, filling and masking taping and trying to get this ready I think I'm procrastinating procrastinating because I I don't mind painting walls, but I do not like painting ceilings. <laughs> and I'm uh, not looking forward to doing it at all. So I think that's one of the reasons I'm taking my time. Um, yeah, I better get this job done, Dawn. It's um, Wednesday morning, uh, half past eight. I've been painting since seven o'clock. I did the, feed the cats and the dogs and that before I got started, put the rubbish out, did the eggs, all that sort of thing. I'm pretty much going to be doing this all day today, I think, um, apart from having to remember to go and let the ducks out about 10 o'clock. It's not going too bad. The ceiling's not as bad as I thought it was going to be, though I had my hair... Uh, highlighted recently to blend in the grey that I that came through over lockdown when when I didn't dye it and uh, I now think it's got streaks of Egyptian cotton running through it as well which is great 
I finally finished that coat at three minutes past ten, according to the radio. So popped out and picked up the duck eggs, and it's quite good. It's working quite well because we're getting um, probably ten eggs at the minute a day from the ducks. There's about fifteen or sixteen ducks, whereas before we we sort of down to five. So you know it's increased it by 100% just by not letting them out too early so they can't lay outside and the crows pinch them. Um, I'll just have a quick scan around the kitchen when I come back in. I can't work out how come, where do spiders come from and how do they manage to set up home in such short space of time? Because when I did the first coat there was nothing there. I just had a scout round and lo and behold there's a little mini spider Obviously, setting up his first web <laughs> already, which is like oh, unbelievable. Anyway, I'm gonna, I've come out. I'm going to. It's a bit windy today as well. Um, I'm going to water the greenhouse, water the polytunnels. I should have done it last night, but I was a bit tired. Um, and just check everything over a little bit, make sure everything's all right. Uh, give that other coat for about four hours to dry so I shall be painting again later just seeing if I can capture that noise can you hear uh, if you can hear that sort of boop, beep, beep, that's a woodpecker um, somewhere had a green woodpecker on the lawn the other day so it's quite that was nice I think that one is the uh, a spotted wood woodpecker which I can hear I've um, just been in the greenhouse and uh, <laughs> the um, the pests are starting to take hold it's about the right time of year I've just seen a cabbage white butterfly as well flying around landing on my swede leaves um, yeah this is the time when uh, the battle begins <laughs> and uh, it, it can get quite manic I, I, I mean I did the neem oil I can't really do that when it's going to be really hot, which it is uh, forecast to be, because that's going to scorch, you know, it's oil, and it's going to burn the leaves if the sun then gets on it. So I am going to uh, knock them back as much as I can, knock them off, um, and leave the rest to nature. Um, see if I can round up some ladybirds to help me. I had a scout round and done some watering and made a few observations the um the lower trusses of tomatoes are just starting to turn turn color so so that's good they'll won't be too long especially if we get some nice sunshine this weekend to start harvesting tomatoes got a couple of cucumbers growing um the peppers i've got jalapeno uh, chilies growing too peppers i'm already harvesting the jalapenos and uh thai chili i think i've got in there somewhere but I haven't seen them yet. Um, they're starting to appear. Melon, I've got melon, and uh, really very chuffed about the minute. I've got aubergines growing. I've, I, that is another thing I've tried uh, two years previously to grow, completely failed. So I'm quite chuffed. I've got a, <laughs> you know quite a big swelling of an aubergine at the minute. Aubergines. Um, because they're grown undercover, I've got some in the greenhouse and some in the polytunnel, uh, have to be, uh, well, I hand pollinate them, so I'll get a little paintbrush and go around and hand pollinate those. I don't know if they have to be. I read somewhere that 
Some do, but I, I don't know what varieties. You know, they probably do varieties at South Fertile. I don't know. Anyway, I do it just as a good measure. And, uh, yeah, I've got some aubergines for the for the very first time ever. So quite chuffed with that. The other things I've got <laughs> mentally at the back of my head, I've got, I've got some... Um, swedes and turnips and cabbage plants to put out uh which will all have to be covered now at this time of year in some um, mesh because the butterflies will get in otherwise and devastate the leaves and then you know the roots won't grow um i've got some uh, i've grown some chinese cabbage and some pak choy from seed which are now little seedlings which i need to get those in uh the big polytunnel probably in the ground and they will um, stay in the ground right through now, you know, right through probably even through Christmas. Um, you know, they'll grow, but they, they won't die off. They're hardy enough in, in the polytunnel to be able to harvest through the winter without, without dying, unless we have a really severe cold snap. Uh, the other thing I've got growing, which I'm quite chuffed about, and um, it, I've got a celery... Uh, growing now I don't grow celery um, uh, as you buy it in the shop you know in the long stalks because that that's I've tried that before it's quite a faff you have to um, I don't know what you call it you, you build tubes around them basically to get that white you know a tall stem that's you know not too dark green because if you just leave them to grow naturally you'll get very dark green thick uh, stems that are not very palatable so I have tried uh, collar yeah collars they put around I have tried I you know not very successful at it too much faff for me so uh, so I grow um, so I sprinkle celery seed all over and I grow micro veg uh, which is something I'll probably talk about in in a in a bigger podcast actually because it's an interesting topic and it's if you've only got a small space to grow anything, uh, micro veg are amazing. They're packed with uh, goodness, and uh, you know anybody can grow micro veg uh, in quite you know in a quantity that would be wouldn't take up very much space, but would feed your family. So um, yeah, so micro veg is a uh, is a great topic to perhaps do for a future full podcast. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing today. And what I wanted to say is these are, every day I've taken my phone out with me or sat down with my phone and thought, right, I'll do a quick roundup of what I've been doing today. So these podcasts on a Thursday, they are a bit of a stitch together uh, because they are daily. I think, ah, oh, I must just, you know, say that or I must just say that or talk about that. Um, hopefully it's a, it's a good format. I, I know, I'll listen back to it before I publish it just to make sure that I'm happy with it. But, um yeah, so these are the kind of stitched togethers that are of, of daily goings on, really, and um, hopefully you'll enjoy these as well. Oh, I wish I'd never started doing the second coat. <laughs> Every time I get down and fill up the tray for more paint, I have to have a sit down. Um, who on earth would want to do this for a living, painting walls and ceilings? Oh, I don't want to do any more. <laughs> I'm going to talk a bit more about this painting lot. Seeing as how it's occupied quite a bit of my time on the small holding. Not technically small holding related because we all got 
places that we decorate and things, but in my wisdom, and I suppose when we did the last room, it was easy because it was an empty room and um, the walls and the ceilings were fairly flat, so it wasn't too bad. This one obviously is a kitchen and I have to move everything around all the time to try and uh, get around things. Or, you know, you've got the worktops, which I've got to stand on to do the job. And in my wisdom, I decided, because uh, we did the last one and it looked fine, and we painted it kind of a grey colour, we painted the ceiling grey, because cutting in, I mean, that's, that's an art, let's face it. And we don't have clearly defined uh, lines between the ceilings and the walls. They're a bit wonky, because the whole place is a bit wonky. Um... And so I thought, well, I'll just, I'm going to paint the ceiling the same colour as the walls because it's light. It's a light colour. It's not, you know, it's a, as I said to somebody, it's a you know very a varying shade of beige. <laughs> so actually, cream really. It's all. But um, yeah, I think I've made a bit of a mistake putting it on the ceiling. It's uh, well, hopefully it'll dry better, but it's looking um, patchy. But I think I'm going to call it moody. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I would be bothered to paint all that over again. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna call it a moody ceiling. Um, if it turns out when it's dry that it looks patchy, that's just what it's gonna be because I, I'm losing the will to live here with this. That's the roundup for this week. Um, hope you've enjoyed listening. Thank you for listening if you have, uh, and uh, hopefully we'll continue uh with the saga the next week bye bye